Hello, I'm Steve, the retired criminal investigator with the Air Force Office of Special Investigations, the Federal Law Enforcement Agency of the United States Air Force. I'm Hannah, the amateur true crime enthusiast. I've been fascinated with my dad's job, and I love starting conversations with him to learn more. Join us each week as we share these conversations with you and discuss a real criminal case that piques our interest. Hello. Welcome back, Archivist. Hello. How is everyone? <laughs> Everyone's good. I didn't say it the last couple weeks, so <laughs> you're welcome. All right. What do we got today? Let's peel back the onion. We are talking about the murder of Penny Williams mm-hmm. today. Okay. I want to say there's, we're in Illinois. Okay. Mm-hmm. This episode takes us to Illinois. Yes. However, there's so many different places in Illinois that we're going to be talking about. Mm -hmm. And multiple sources kind of quote, I guess it's like, you know, kind of know like counties and towns. So like one source will say the county, one source will say the town. Mm -hmm. So it's a bit, it was confusing for me. So let me just say, we're in Waukegan, Illinois, or the Great Lakes, okay? Lake County and Gurney. So mm-hmm. a couple times I will reference some of these places, but know that it's really all the same area within, you know, like 15 miles mm-hmm. of each other. We're not talking about a lot of different places here. Herman and Penny Williams got married in April of 1985 in Phoenix, Arizona, which is where they both were from. It's their hometowns. They would go on to have two children, Herman Charles, who was six at the time of our story, but goes by Charles in most of our story, and Crystal Spring, who was three years old. So remember I said they got married in 1985? In 1992, they filed for divorce on the grounds of irreconcilable differences. Although I feel like that's what everyone, well, that's when just, you get divorced, when that's it's, the thing. Uh, it's not, I guess that's like when it's too difficult to say, look, we just ain't freaking getting along. Yeah. You know? And we can't come, we've been to council and we can't come to an agreement what's wrong and so we're out of here. We're splitting up. Right. It is important for me to mention at this point in 1992, they're living in Gurney, Illinois. So again, Great Lake. It's all he's, the same. He's area. in the Navy, I think, right? Yes. And I he's assigned. Just, yeah. Okay. I was just gonna get there. Oh, sorry. Jumping huh? ahead of me. All right. Is Haven't that what you were doing while. on your phone a second ago when you were not looking at me or paying attention to me? <laughs> oh, that's BS. No. I'm okay. gonna mention it every time okay, you do it go now. Ahead. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> huh. So yes, he was stationed. He was a chief petty officer stationed at the Great Lakes Naval Training Center near North Chicago, mm-hmm. Illinois. Again, all mm-hmm. it's all the same area. After their divorce, Penny and the children moved back to Arizona. Okay? Uh, something else that might be a little important is he was paying $540 a month in child support. Child support, mm-hmm. okay. He quickly remarries a woman named Catherine, who also goes by Kitty. Uh, but he ends up separating from her her shortly after they get married to and she moves into a different apartment okay mm-hmm. so he is able to convince penny to move back out with the children so he's up for a reassignment okay he mm-hmm. he does a he he reenlists in 1993 and receives a $14,000 bonus and he was going to get sent to San Diego likely to be on a, a ship in the Persian Gulf okay okay 
So he convinces. What year again? Real quick. Nin- 90, 93. Now we're in 93. Okay. Yes. Right. 1993 now. Mm-hmm. So he convinces Penny to come back out with the children. They move back in with him at his apartment in Gurney. With his wife? The ex-wife. Penny. His current wife that he's separated from moved out and got her own apartment. Oh, okay, okay. Do I need to back it up a little bit? Penny is who our yeah, story yeah. is yeah, about. No, no, I, I got it. I got it. Okay. I got it. It just went fast. So he's yeah. he the second wife. He's he got sep- he got married and separated from her fast. Fast. Okay. Yeah, it happened right. fast. Yep. So second wife is out in her own apartment. Ex wife and kids move in with him. Move back in with him. Oh, interesting. Yes. Okay. He. I mean, he he'll go on to testify that they had a platonic relationship, but that he was indeed trying to reconcile mm-hmm, with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a platonic relationship, but he had a sexual relationship with Kitty. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's what he'll eventually go on to say. So September 22nd, 1993, Herman and Penny had plans to go out to a movie. They have their downstairs neighbor who they knew pretty well. He also had two children. They had him watch their their two kids while they go out to this movie on this little date night. Right. They got to the movie too late, though, so they decide to just go to the mall instead, walk around, do some shopping, you know. Hmm. After that, Herman drops Penny off back at their apartment in Gurney, and then he goes to McDonald's, which he does end up having a receipt that shows him being there at 9.30 p.m. So he has we have a timestamp that he's at McDonald's at 9, 9.03. I'm sorry, did I say 9.30? 9.03 p.m. Then he goes to see Catherine. Kitty, the wife that he's separated from. And then after seeing Catherine, he comes back home to Penny around like 1030. And when he gets there, she's writing a letter to a friend. She hasn't gone to pick up the two kids yet from downstairs, the downstairs neighbor. So uh, what will end up being testified at trial is that they go down to get the children together and go back up. Now, September 23rd, Herman obviously sees Penny that morning. He leaves to go to the base. He had some classes or some work. And then later that day, Penny's purse is found. And in one source I read, it said that her purse is returned to the base. So, like, it's found and it's returned to the police and they bring it to the base and they, like, give it to him and tell him because I think they everyone knew that she was – he was paying child support, so she was – I don't know. They knew about her. That's just one source that I but read. But they didn't know that they live in together again then. No, everyone knew that they were living together oh, again. So someone found her Her purse, purse is found. Yeah, her purse is found. I don't... So this date night In a night trash can. Was, that's weird. That's kind of coincidental. Like, so, so he saw her that morning, and then he goes to work, and he hasn't like heard from her all day, but, right. and then he finds out that her purse has been found How? and his, is brought to him, his attention. Okay. So it's brought to his attention or brought to him on the base? That was unclear. What the one the one article that I read said that it was brought on base and they took it to him and showed him. So did they live on base maybe? No, it was no? in an apartment. He this worked on weird. base. This is weird. The though. police brought it or somebody happened yeah. to find the purse. That's said, what I'm oh, saying. This it's a little is, bit conflicting. This is what's his name's um wife's Cuz it was brought to the Okay, that's police. weird. That's weird. And then they yeah. That's weird to me. So the police brought it to him then? 
to the base or they called the base and told okay. him it's it's right. conflicting yeah i'm not all right so he doesn't know anything's that. going on yet he's like oh what's going on so here? he's he, essentially he's informed that her purse is found now okay her purse is found in a trash can about 200 feet from where Catherine's apartment in park city is <laughs> okay it's not looking good for the home team he on the 24th goes and reports her missing to the police. She, he apparently had tried to call on the 23rd, but they told him they gave him the, you know, the typical 24 hours. You can't report a person missing till 24 hours, an adult, whatever. Mm-hmm. So on the 24th, he goes in and reports her missing. Uh, he was originally interviewed for 13 hours by the Gurney Police Department, and he consented to them searching his truck. So they seized his truck at this time, and he apparently then walked home after being there for about 13 hours. Now, at the same time that he's being questioned, they also go to the school to question his son. I don't understand that. How is that allowed? Aren't children not supposed like? How old was he? Six. Yeah, there's not necessarily a rule against it. You know, there's just training and protocols and stuff. You know? Children are allowed to just talk to them without a parent... Are, really? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. That's how we get false confessions. Right. There's, like there's, Brendan Dassey. There's, pro- there's pro- protocols and stuff, but there's not really a law against it necessarily. But let's go. Let's That's move forward. So the question, the son. Like, what was the question? Like, where's your dad? Where's your your mom? Your mom? They're talking about her mom. Yeah. yeah mom. So he tells the police that on that morning of the twenty third, his mom made him a bowl of cereal for breakfast. And then he went downstairs to that neighbor. The neighbor asked him, like, hey, am I, did you, does your mom need me to pick you up from school today? So he goes back up to ask her, and he says he sees her leaving in a car that he did not recognize. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, it's a good lead that they got from him. I will say, though, just to, like, get the wheels turning in your brain, later at trial, the downstairs neighbor will go on to testify that he lied and then that the children lied and that no one else and that the kid will even go to change his story and say that he never said that his sister never said that they never saw their mom that morning. And the, the neighbor is going to say, I never actually saw them the night before. They didn't both come pick up their kid. It was only him that came to pick them up. Only Sorry. the bad guy or the subject. The, yeah, the, the neighbor dad? says, remember, well, why I said did they, originally, so they're going to change their stories. Why did they this. change the story? All right, let's get to it then. Yeah. I'm just letting you. Yeah. yeah they're going to change. There's their a story. lot of crap going on already that the police have to sift through. Yeah. So now we're at September 26, 1993. Penny Williams body is found sh- bludgeoned to death in a pond near the Midland County Club. No mm-hmm. murder weapon is found. Cause of death is determined to be blunt force trauma. She also had defensive wounds on her arms and sh- there would end up being DNA under her fingernails. Mm-hmm. So cool. she did yeah, fight. Good. She fought. Yeah. yeah. Now, the DNA under her fingernails, not tested at the time. We're in 1993. Yeah, but they collected it, though. Yeah, they collected it. That's good. good for her. Remember, we talked about scratch the crap out of the bad guy. Yep. So all the DNA is con- collected, but it's not going to be tested at the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is important for you to remember in this mm-hmm. case. They do a rape test mm-hmm. kit on her as well, mm-hmm. but they don't find any signs of mm-hmm. sex assault. No right. signs of sex assault. Okay. She's found fully clothed. That's important, too, so mm-hmm. that goes with it, too. Now, this area was known for boondocking and four-wheeling, 
Uh, and Herman did have a Jeep and used to go boondocking. So that's something else, too. The neighbor also mm-hmm. had one and would go, and he mentioned that Herman would do that, too. What's boondocking? Camping outside of a campground. Oh. You, you like you might bring a trailer to a place that's rural. It might be a national park, and there's a campsite there, but there's no water, electricity, hookups. Interesting. Mm-hmm. When they search his Jeep or his truck, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. they there's it's muddy. They find blood on the inside of the truck. They test the dirt, dirt the mud on the like wheel well tires. Mm-hmm. They find some like blood on his shoes as well. And they determine. Yeah, that he's the suspect. Yeah. So they're going to bring him it's in. It's not looking and, good. Yeah, so far. According, here's now, here's the, like, interesting part. Mm-hmm. According to Herman himself, what he yeah. says is that he res- he refused to speak to law enforcement when he was arrested and brought in. And he did, in fact, ask for a lawyer. Okay. That's what he says. Yep. Detective Tessman would go on to testify at trial, however, that Herman confessed to the murder by nodding his head yes to specific questions, crying and allegedly saying, I know what I did was wrong and I'm sorry for what happened. However, the report of that conversation was not typed up by Tessman until two weeks after the original interview when he was arrested, when Herman oh, was arrested. Gosh. So now, not only do we have the mess to sift through, but we have freaking incompetent cops sifting through the mess. Uh-huh. There were no notes taken during that oh. actual interview, nor was it recorded in any capacity. This one that they allege he confessed? Yeah. And by the way, nodding isn't a confession. We right. Might, we might call it an admission, and it, you keep questioning. But Herman but says, no, I asked for a lawyer. Not, yeah, prosecutor's not going to want that. Anyway, so, okay. So, Tessman testifies that he simply remembered his exact words. I don't know how that holds up, but okay. Hmm. Um, to further contradict this, the commander of the Lake County Major Crimes Task Force, Charles Fagan, actually went on to testify under oath at like a different hearing mm-hmm. prior to the actual trial starting yeah, yeah. Uh, where the lead prosecutor was present at for this like, you know, prior hearing. He said that Herman did in fact ask for a lawyer and refused to speak to law enforcement. However, Herman's defense never raised this issue. What? The, now we got incompetent uh, <laughs> uh, counsel? Yeah. Good freaking Lord. Yeah. Okay. All right, what's the theory at this point? Are we at that point yet? Like, what's the police are going at him? They think he's the guy, but what's their theory? So they they think that on the night of the twenty second, it was Wednesday. Mm-hmm. He lured Penny out with, uh, under the guise of "Let's go have a date night." He yeah. set up pillows and blankets in the back of his pickup truck mm-hmm. to go have a movie outside or whatever, and he took her to this country club in Midland and killed her and dumped her body there. Because he wanted the children, and he wanted to take the children and Catherine to California and not pay child support anymore. And This is their theory. And they have a timeline, right? Because then he, right? And then so did he go get the ex, the the, the, form, the current wife involved too, maybe? Is she a witness or a suspect as well? Not a- that a- I, uh, she does, she'll, she'll go on to testify, um, but okay. Uh, let me get to but that hold part on. first. But at this point. The neighbor... Because don't forget, her purse was found yeah. 200 feet outside of uh, Kitty's apartment, yeah. which wasn't very far from this Midland Country Club. So it was close relations. Okay. And we do know he was at Kitty's apartment that yeah. night, he says. and But don't forget now... Not to talk about the time, though. Don't forget, 
the neighbor said, no, they both came to pick up the kids originally. Originally, yes. We have not gotten okay, so to how, his retraction. So how, how, does the, how do the police have a theory at this point? Well, wait a minute. So she was alive at... I'll tell you how. At a certain point of time. Okay, I'm just telling you what I'm thinking now. So okay. that's, I'm, yeah, we're going to talk right, about go, right. the autopsy, right? right that's what go, we have to talk yeah. about, the time of death. Okay, okay so go this ahead. is the important part. All right, but right now, right now it's confusing mm-hmm. to the the police because they've already talked to that neighbor who had the kids and said they both, like he, for some reason this neighbor felt like he needed to protect them or something and says, no, they both they both picked picked up the kids. Well, he said, so what he'll end up testifying is that he got drunk and fell asleep watching the children and they ended up babysitting him. So, so he, was, he was embarrassed, himself. he felt bad. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah. But right now, the police think that she was there last night with him, and then he went out. They think they went out for this date night. Yeah, and came back. Because and he came back. No, no. That's their theory now. But the witness places both of them back at the house that night. Yes, picking yes, up, yes. Picking up yes, the kids. Yes, sorry, yes. So Before they have her tracks, alive. Yes. Okay, all right, continue mm-hmm. on. So Dr. Nancy Jones, she is the forensic pathologist that is going to perform the autopsy mm-hmm. that night. She performs mm-hmm. it the on the 26th when mm-hmm. Penny's body is found. She testifies that the most likely time of death for Penny Williams would have had to be before midnight on Wednesday, September 22nd, no later than 1 a.m., which would technically be the 23rd. Mm-hmm. Okay? So before midnight. Remember, keep in mind what I said he has a time-stamped receipt that he was at McDonald's at 9.03. 9, 903 yeah. She's going to further her statements and say she believes the time of death was between 8 and 9 p.m. Okay? That's what they're going to stick with. That's mm-hmm. what they're going to go. Again, don't forget, he's at McDonald's at 9.03 p.m. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, right, but this doesn't help. Like, Okay. All right. Good. This would have been the only time he could have killed his wife because... The next morning from the 23rd to the 26th when she's found, his time is completely accounted for because he was on base that entire time, essentially. Okay, right. He was like in classes or something. Right, right, Okay. So this is what they're going to use at trial Mm -hmm. as the time of death, and this is really what... Okay, the prosecutors now, right? Yes, okay. Now in 2022, so this year I didn't get an exact month, uh, we have two forensic pathologists that do a review. Remember the last time we talked about an exoneration case? Mm-hmm. We I, I mentioned how they oh, do Oh, is reviews. this an exoneration case? This is gonna, yeah, sorry, I didn't All mention right. that. Let, can we stop for a second? Give me, the, give me the timeline then. Give it to me. So the pathologist says she was killed about what time? Or she's she, gonna the time t- of death she, is what? She's going to say the time of death is around 8 to 9 p.m. that night on the 22nd. Before midnight. What happened to the 1 a.m. thing then? The, the she said no later than 1 a.m., but she's going to end up going on to testify and say that it was like she breaks it down even closer t- or like a shorter time frame and says 8 to 9 p.m. Okay. All right, go. What else did you, was there any more? No, I'm just, I'm confused. Um, I wish we had that testimony because she's saying, initially she said no later than 1 a.m., but now there's it more evidence multi- and yeah, science and times. stuff. There's more evidence and science, and she's saying, "Okay, I can narrow it down. It's it's definitely before midnight, and I think it because of this reason, it's between eight and nine p.m." There's even going to be a third statement that yeah. comes out what, from her. What is the that's, reason so between eight and nine? Did she say that's no? That's okay. the point that she is changing on multiple occasions. Okay. That is the whole point. There's no apparently there's no scientific 
There's no science behind those those first two times that she's given. Okay. Okay. All right. But she's not vested. She's just incompetent right now, probably. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, she goes. I think she's the one because there's a couple of people that have a history of negligence in their job, okay, yeah. which is one of the reasons he's going to end up getting exonerated. Yeah. Uh, so the the two pa- forensic pathologists that did a review on her original autopsy, they find that Penny Williams' death would have actually had to have been closer to September 26th. Okay. When when is this now? This these new pathologists. This year. When, okay, you jumped now. You jumped. Yeah, I just said that. Okay, does it go cold or something? What happens? Like, no. what happens? So she's saying the time of death. So let's go back where they arrest him. Let's let's go back there and they've arrested him then, right? Yeah, I guess I wrote this one. This is a, a different way that I wrote it. And that's oh. I'm like giving you both forensic pathologists at the same time. So February 18th, 1994, he's convicted of first degree murder and sentenced to life without parole. Okay, based on the pathologist. Based on the pathologist. Based on uh, the downstairs neighbor is going to recant. Recant. Yeah, he changes his story. Says that he was wrong. That's a believable thing because he says, "Look, I get I got drunk, um, and really I was worried about that." But here's what. Oh my God, this is serious. Here's what happened. Yeah. Right. Some. I mean, Penny's mother testifies that Penny told her she had no intention of leaving Illinois. So that's going to help the state mm-hmm. even further their their case against him because remember they're saying he wants to take the children and Kitty to California. Mm. What about Kitty? Is she a suspect at this point? Since they no. found the purse close to her. No, they've been looking at Herman this whole time. Okay. All right. So he gets convicted in 1994 and sentenced to what again? Life without parole. Okay. Uh, the prosecution also uh, had surveillance footage of Herman and Kitty in uh, a Kmart. Kitty testified that he showed up unexpectedly that night um, and that her shirt was damp and the floor under his feet was wet. So she's testifying these things. In Walmart, she noticed this? In Kmart, there oh, was Kmart, there yeah. was a there was a surveillance footage of them uh-huh. at Kmart that oh. night when he unexpectedly showed up, is what she she testifies. So she testifies against him. She, the state uses her, Kitty. Okay. So this is this is all how he's getting. Okay. All right. What else? Right. Um, they have a soil expert mm-hmm. that testifies that the soil from his truck is the same as where her body was found. Mm-hmm. That's what they're going to end up testifying. Mm-hmm. So he gets, yeah, he gets convicted of first degree murder. Pretty solid case. Seems like it. Yeah. So over the years, like that's just where it goes. But over the years, obviously like he's doing his appeals. He's working with mm-hmm. the innocence project. Now, remember I mentioned they never did the DNA testing from under the nails. Right. And any of the, any of the DNA on her that they collected. Mm-hmm. Probably because they determined through, the medical that there was no sexual assault so they said well we don't need to get dna maybe i'm wondering if that's the case probably so they end up doing dna testing and what year is this now i think last year is what it said it okay give me an exact year for the dna testing mm-hmm. they find a male profile that excluded herman mm-hmm. underneath her nails that was the dna so that, that means that he was not the guy she was fighting with right that is not yeah when she was like scratching and fighting, mm-hmm. yep. 
The blood found on his truck was finally tested also mm-hmm. because they had never tested that. And it was found not to be Penny's blood. It was not her blood. My God, they didn't test that blood? but They, nope. they, used they didn't that, test anything. They used that in the trial, though. Mm-hmm. They didn't test anything. Did they present that in the trial? I think they just presented the mud. They didn't present so, the actual So blood. what about the mud, then? That is going to another... They come out and find that the soil expert, yeah, it was it was not based in science what he presented. Oh, Jesus, yeah, yeah. So they they discredit that as well. The the soil, there was blood I mentioned on his shoes, also tested, also not pennies. What was it? What did it come from? Something else. He it killed? was just tested, and it wasn't pennies. So there was blood. So they put this all together. They said he was wet. He had blood in the tr- his truck and dirt, but they never tested any of that. But did they nope. present it at, at the trial? Did yep. they present the blood? They what? just never tested Man, it. Man, his attorney was, was like minor league or what? What was going on with his attorney? They uh, didn't fight any of that? Another reason he was exonerated is because of lack of count. Like the, wow. That, that, that's one of, it's listed as right. one of the reasons. Like but he had, lack of counsel could get you. Not lack of counsel, you, but he had terrible, that could, yeah. that could get you a new trial. Right. right, not necessarily exonerated, but right. that can get you a new trial. So let me go back up because I was mm. the way I wrote this. I was okay. I'm sorry, did I mess you up? Kind of, but it's okay. I guess I right. wrote it kind of confusing because I was reading the things like I wanted them to make sense and go together. Yeah, but now I think next time we just we just tell the story how he gets convicted. Yeah, this is and my then fault. We reta- no, don't worry about it. Because I skipped ahead. This, this is what we do though. We talk we talk about the stuff though. The Dr. Nancy Jones, that's who I was, the original patholo- mm-hmm. forensic pathologist that did the autopsy. Yeah. The review that I mentioned that was done of her report, this was done at the request of the defense, but also on the behalf of the Lake County State's attorney. So they also wanted mm-hmm. this review done as well. At this point, well, they and this probably, was done right, this year. At right. this point in 2022, they're like, okay, we're building, like we're starting to be like, yeah, maybe he didn't do it. Well, right, because when it was presented to them, they said, wait a minute, we didn't test his blood? Wait a minute, we do this? There's enough there for the, for the district attorney to say, you know what? We need to go look into this too. This this yes. might have been a bad, yeah. just bad policing, bad mm-hmm. criminal justice, bad prosecution, just sloppy, really. Also, at this point in 2022, uh, Detective Testman, who I mentioned earlier, yeah. who said that he confessed, mm-hmm. he has is already now known for getting false confessions. Oh, he has God. a bit of a reputation for oh not gosh. doing things the proper way. See, yeah. this is what made makes this crappy for this guy. He's up against this mm-hmm. in jail and he's trying to figure this all out and it's just going to take forever to sort it out. Yep. And apparently it did. 29 years he spent. Yeah, okay. So All right, so what happens? They so the Dr. Jones, okay. There before the trial, she actually had given a report/opinion is what it's called. On like it wasn't really a report or opinion. It was them all like sharing notes. The prosecution, the state's attorney, the same thing, right? That's what mm-hmm. they same thing, and the pathologist, the forensics. All of these people are you know passing notes back and forth on this case, and she actually has it written down where she testifies that or on this piece of paper she testifies yeah. that the time of death window was actually extended to possibly Friday. So she originally says to them. No, she possibly could have died Friday. Like the w- time of death window is going to go all the way to so Friday. So she goes back and forth on the time of death. But why? Publicly, she says it was Wednesday night, the 22nd. Privately, she says all the way to Friday, why? the 26th. Why? They wanted to get him. 
and I'm I'm cynical. I'm cynical, right? In my this is yeah. what I'm saying. They well, want, what, what is your information? What does your research tell you? So why? she says she never says why. She's obviously not going to confess this. Well, that's this note stupid. was found between the lead prosecutor and the assistant state's attorney. That's what I was trying to say, um, and his second chair. And under the Brady law, this is a violation. Yeah, this yeah, should have been given over been to given. the defense. Yeah. So okay, so so now to we be know, honest with you, that's just that might. She might have said that and then forgot about her notes, and they just didn't turn that over. So, okay, okay, I'm right. starting to see what happened now. So the assistant district attorney or state's attorney, they're they're finding all this themselves, and they're saying, we need to review this. Okay, so does he get a new trial? What happens? September 6, 2022, a Lake County judge vacated his conviction and ordered his immediate release. This is with the support of the uh, state's attorney. Yeah, they dropped charges. Yeah. The prosecution dropped all the charges. Said, yeah. Where is it? Let me... So they vacate and then they drop charges, meaning it's done over with no. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and there, the evidence included all of the DNA testing that I mentioned mm-hmm. of the scrapings under her fingernails, the blood, the oh, the contents of her purse was also tested for DNA mm-hmm. and a male DNA was found on her checkbook. That was not Herman's DNA. Oh, my gosh. So that's so they know who this the killer is then they can bat they, they can, have the dna profile and in the yeah. age of genetic genealogy yeah, they're gonna figure this one out hopefully yeah that yeah. that would be the hope because now we need no, justice gonna, for penny yeah, yeah. they're gonna figure this one out but that's a shame man so the judge says you go right now released immediately yep uh some more of the looking at more of the the evidence um yeah the soil comparison that was uh, originally entered at trial, there was issues with each stage of that analysis. It was yeah, deemed unreliable. Yeah, I'm not worried about that, right? Oh, uh, Williams' defense attorney failed to do anything. He failed to challenge any of the yeah, friends. Ineffective and, counsel. And ineffective, is, that's what I was trying to you think. You can get like a constitutional mm-hmm. review off of that. I failed think. to impeach prosecution witnesses, yeah. which is what this... Yeah, that's so. That was my frustration. Like, why? Why aren't these people being questioned on this? Like, like, why isn't the cop being questioned, impeached? You know, why isn't the 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 um forensic? Because guess what? Grilling down on that pathologist, she would eventually said, "Oh no, I I had notes or or something." That would have all came out, and because what would have happened with the with the the cop? So where are your notes? You don't take notes? And they would have went after mm-hmm. him. You don't take notes in any case? Oh, no, I take notes in the case. Why didn't you take notes in this case? Were you prejudiced? Like, it would have just gone on and on and given reasonable doubt to well, the um, to the jury. Not only that, but don't forget, I mentioned the next day, the who was it, the state's attorney came out and had a press conference and yeah. said, Herman has asked for a lawyer. He is yeah. not speaking to yeah, us. Yeah, right. So how come the defense never... That's a, That was... A press conference. That's, that's a on. Witness, that's, yeah. Isn't that recorded? What year yeah, are we in? Ninety sure. three. That's recorded. Yeah. Wow. How did so? How did no one bring that I up? I don't know if I'm more frustrated with the with the cop and the pathologist or the defense attorney. You know, they were all negligent yeah. at every single point. Yeah. The neighbor, everything. They were all negligent at every single point mm. of okay. this trial. So he's yeah. So he's immediately released. When what was he I released? Say? September sixth. Okay. So what, last month? A yeah. month ago? Two months ago, yeah. Yeah, do you think he can sue? Do you think he's going to? Yeah, of, of course. Uh, of course. 29 years. Yeah. 
also he was a pretty decorated what i read pretty decorated mm -hmm. naval what mm -hmm. i say naval officer mm -hmm. who was set to have like a big long career so that was my question so he was obviously at the time dishonorably discharged right was he had to have been. I didn't read that, but had to have been if he got a murder conviction and was sentenced to probably life, right. So what happens to that? If well, he's he uh, he'll apply for that, and they'll probably reconcile that too. So they will. Now, you know, and then the thing was, was he eligible for retirement? Like what? Yeah. They'll, they'll what do they do? Then he'll probably have to work that all out, reinstate his benefits and stuff. So you they know? they could reinstate benefits, and he would be eligible. Yeah, for that? eligible That's for like his VA home loan and things like that. Yeah. Probably, yeah. They'll have to reconcile that because that was predicated off of his conviction. The conviction, yeah. right? Oh, I hope so. Yeah. If he, I, if he truly mm. didn't do it. But now I'm interested in, in, her killer because they have a DNA profile. Yeah. So hopefully this is one where I can have an update for everyone. Yeah. Keep let's keep an eye on this one. So all right, because good. that's like Ooh. that would be the next step. Now she needs to actually have justice for yeah. her. Her murder. Ooh, I, the other that thing a, that was an onion to peel back. I know. Sure. I'm sorry. I the my notes no, were a little okay. the way I wrote it's it. Right, Don't worry about it. But I also wanted to say what I didn't understand is so the state was saying that he wanted to take the kids and the girl for the current wife that he was yeah. separated from, moved to California. That's why he killed. Penny. Well, that's their theory, right? Based I don't on understand the that, though, because they were actively trying to reconcile. Why would he? Yeah, it, this is that this story no is a me. mess. It didn't sound good for him in the first place. So, yeah, I mean, already it's always the spouse yeah. isn't going to look good for you anyway, especially mm -hmm. an ex-spouse mm -hmm. where you're paying child support. Yeah. yeah. But the other thing about the way you did your notes and us talking like our listeners really get a true sense of what our discussions are like. And yeah. Like, Wait a minute, hold on. What are you talking about? Give me this and give me that. And so that's real. This is really how it goes, our discussions. Yeah. So. The way, because I never used to write our discussions out <laughs> before we had them, right? right? I was just going off the top of my head. But when, sometimes I get like, when there's a lot of information, yeah. I get so excited about all the information yeah, 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 that the yeah. way I type it, sometimes I have to no, get better. No, it's okay. This is how our discussions are. This is the whole idea of us sharing this with everybody. So, all right, yeah. cool. And we'll end to talk about now this. Now we really need... Mm -hmm. justice for penny and yeah. someone to be put away for yeah her murder so all right cool all righty as always we are on instagram at true come archives podcast where i will post everything about today's episode mm -hmm. and any future updates if we have one on this hopefully we will and on twitter also tc archives pod and you can go to Apple Podcasts. You can find us there and give us a five-star review and tell us what you've been enjoying about listening, what you like about the cases, what we pick, what we talk about, whatever. Just say hi. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Later. Bye. Bye.